podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast even. Uh, the Jekyll and Hyde performance levels from Rangers continue, but Beale keeps up an almost perfect record uh, report card even um, for his start as Rangers manager. I am Scott Carney and joining me tonight is everybody. Alistair, how are you mate? Very well. It's quite a long while to wait for Rangers because it's Sunday it this week at four o'clock as well, so it's even longer. So... Um... Nice. I don't like these. I like having a midweek game like we did against Hearts there. So there's no midweek games till 8th of March or something. So that's what it is. I'm extremely selfish that midweek games at Ibrooks, especially for me, are a nightmare. So I am very much glad that there isn't uh, midweek games. I'm quite a fan of weekend football. Um, Scotia, how are you? Hi, hi guys, I'm alright. Yeah, I am a wee bit like Ali. I would say that I'm missing the midweek games already, and we're not even midweek into the week as it is. We're only into no. Tuesday, and I'm still no. gasping for a new another game of football. What to watch Rangers? Yeah, uh, Ryan, your thoughts? Do you like weekend football? Or are you missing the midweek too? Saturday three o'clock, and I'm not having it, boys. Simple as that. <laughs> um, I still want the Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still want the Saturday, aye, but I. I could take it or leave it. If it's midweek Champions League, then they can play any time. I'm loving it. Um, but I, it's good. I'm glad to see Ali in Scotia because I missed her. I usually like a wee video call off them on a Saturday night and I missed their calls on Saturday. So it's good to see that they're, they're home and safe because um, I'm sure they were slightly intoxicated on Saturday night. There was there was one voice note in particular on Saturday night where Ali just sounds like a different person. I was just like, yeah, he's singing four songs at the one time. I'm like, I don't even know where he's where he's going with that. They're uh, my favourite. To be fair, I I had good fun. I'd had a. I'd had a few as well by the time I got home, to be fair. <clears throat> Maybe needed it to get through that. Uh, before we get to the Rangers stuff, uh, just a shameless plug as always. Please do like the video, subscribe to the channel. We are getting closer to 4,000 subscribers, which is absolutely bonkers. So if you could subscribe, that would really help us out. Uh, and if you want to go a step further to support the channel, you can join the channel uh, for as little as 99p. Um, and then you can also buy the podcast a coffee and join the Coffee by Legend membership via buymeacoffee.com. All the links for that are below. Also, please leave your comments as we generally do love to interact with you. Uh, our wee club at 22 Community, it's always good to hear your views up against ours. So, Club Deck Corner this week, we will dig a little deeper, I think, into Bill's start as Rangers manager uh, and we start with the last game which was the 2-1 win against Ross County not a game that was ever in any real doubt um, after watching it back but we didn't half make hard work of it goals from Tillman and Borna Barisic got us home with three points but Ryan it was a performance that was as welcome as a needle in the eye mate Oof. back to Back to the struggle. Um, I really, as you know, enjoyed myself Wednesday night. I loved it. I thought the football we played was just what you want to see from a Rangers team, breaking the lines, everything you want to see. And I was excited to go to Ibrox on Saturday. I thought, I wasn't thinking we've turned a corner, but I thought, surely, pennies dropped. That's how you play football against these teams. 
That was back to it again, mate. It was back to safe pass and it was back to... They had a few spells where they were breaking the lines and... But uh, we're, we're miles off where we want to be, let's be honest. And I think Beal even says that. Yeah, it's another win and he's doing fantastic, Beal. There's no doubt about that. We're going to talk about that this evening. But just such a hard watch for everyone. You can just feel it. Ibrooks are so hard to watch. Um, there's nobody really grabs a game by the balls. Kent, you could possibly say, does. He's been given that free roll, had that really good shot off the crossbar. But see when that Ross County went one each, Carl, I could hear Ali in my head. We've seen this story before. We've seen it all before. And we have. As soon as they scored, I was like, here we go again. Like, goalkeep mistake, defence mistake. We don't do well enough to keep the crosses coming in. And I thought we are going to pay for it. I had a bad feeling that we weren't going to win on Saturday once they went one each. I thought they're going to hold out here. They're going to get it. And thankfully, Borna Barisic, one of his misplaced crosses, goes in off the wall again. Um, so whether he's claiming it or not, I'm not sure. The moth didn't say to me when I was at his house on Saturday night. But <laughs> thankfully, Borna did step up. And thankfully, it did go in the back of the net because um, it was starting to feel like that depression um, setting over Ibrox again. But yeah, we got the three points. That's all that matters. It is all that matters. Um, Ali, do we do Ross County deserve some credit? As I say, after watching the back, they weren't exactly sitting in. They were very organised defensively, to be fair. But I still... Yeah, do, yeah, do they do they deserve credit for that? Or are we at fault as well for looking forward to going to Ibrox on a Saturday? I don't, I don't think we're at fault for looking forward to going to Ibrox <laughs> after, after Wednesday night, I think we're... Well, within our lives to look forward to, you need to give Ross County credit. Yeah, they, they were they were organised. They, they didn't sit in as much as our, I don't know, a Livingston may do, but um, they had a go at times. I thought they were decent enough, but we should be able to take care of Ross County. I on a big pitch on a Saturday at three o'clock. I mean, come on. There was too many. I look back at the highlights a wee bit. We were probably more comfortable than we, us sitting at iBooks, thought we were, to be honest. Um, there was too many touches for me round about the box wanting that extra touch rather than having a shot foot. I mean how many times is Ryan going on about having a shot foot outside the box and we all do you never know, if you, you never know what's, what's going to happen but there was too many touches for me and then um, yeah I was the same as Ryan at one each I thought how can you go through Wednesday night to that it'd be a typical Rangers thing to do really if we drop points there but we didn't we didn't so you need to give them credit I know Scotia said he thought, regardless if Barisic had scored that free kick, he thought we probably would have got the second. I don't know the way it was going. Well, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I know so Scotia's sure. missed a positive on the podcast, but I'm not too sure. But again, it's three points for Michael Beale. And if somebody said to me at the beginning of the season, would you want to win every game of the season like this and you win a league title and stuff, I'll take it. But from what we've seen on Wednesday night, you thought, as Ryan said, you thought, we've turned a screw here and then fallen, fallen back a wee bit again. But, yeah, I think the introduction of new players coming forward, which you'll come on to, will um, will help us moving forward, though. Yeah, Scotia, is it, is, is it just one of those days at the office on Saturday where it just didn't click and maybe we were built up to believe that we were going to witness a... Uh, a performance at Ibrooks that we could really get excited about because it hasn't it has been a while since we've had one at Ibrooks where we're really offer offer 
get off our seats excited, if that makes sense. So is it just one of those days at the office or is there cause for concern? I don't think there's cause for concern. Um, it'd be interesting. It'd be really interesting to go back and see how the game would have panned out had um, Lundstrom not get injured and get pulled off. Because mm-hmm. so obviously he gets pulled off after, what, 10, 9, 10 minutes. And then he brings Tillman on. So you look at that team and that's a team that I think we'd all been screaming out. You want to see just one of one of Jack Lundstrom or Kamara sitting there and then the rest go forward and play. I think we were maybe a wee guilty of, bit, like Ali was saying there, of overplaying it. We've created a decent number of sort of opportunities and chances, but it was just taking it that wee bit too far. I think Tillman was slightly guilty at that at points in the first half. But we were creating those chances, so it would have been interesting to see how that game had developed had it been with the two sort of sitting midfielders, as it were, rather than just the one, whether that would have changed how your likes of Cantwell was going to play and things. So I don't know. I think it is just one of those days at the office because Ross County, yeah, they're one point or they were one point above relegation the, or the bottom of the league at that point on Saturday, but they aren't a team that sit in too much. They are they, they do come out and kind of give a go when they have the opportunities to give it a go, so you, you do have to give credit to Malky Mackay for that. Um, but I, no, I, as I said at the weekend, I thought even even though it looked unlikely that we were scoring, we still had, what, 35, 25 minutes or so to, to get in a winner and I thought we would because I did, did think we were creating enough opportunities Yeah Ryan Bill mentioned after the game he was asked we were all expecting Kamara to come on for Lundstrom I, I do think the Tillman substitution was welcome maybe yeah that we've all been desperate to see it but for some reason I just felt like it upset the balance of the team slightly and we struggled to hit a rhythm players occupying the same bits of the park and again that's probably as well a thing we can't well learning his other teammates but I, I did feel at points that we were kind of crossing over each other what was your your thought on the, the Tillman substitution for Lundstrom? When, when it was originally made I was glad because it was an attacking player I was yeah when I first seen the team I thought here we go too many defensive midfielders too many guys who do the same job in terms of Jack and Lundstrom, I don't think you need to play both of them at home to a team like Ross County. No disrespect to them, I just think you've got to think in a big picture and what we are looking to achieve this season, what they're looking to achieve and and, and looking at the personnel that we've got compared to them. So when Tillman came on, I, was, I thought that's a positive, but I totally think you make a great point that it did look congested and not, I couldn't really work out what our system was and what we were doing in the final third and I think you can see it with the players as well at sometimes. I think you can see Cantwell as a bit of a floater, but he was he was flo- he was dropping off sometimes and sitting deep. And I don't know if it was because he felt it was too congested as well. But it's maybe been that Bill's hands been a bit forced and he's thought, you know, I've maybe got this wrong, I will put an attacker on, but not really thought how it's going to work out. So it might be a learning for him that he can't really play all those players on the pitch at the same time unless he comes up with some sort of system that works because we are very much, as I always say, focused around Alfredo Morelos as our centre striker, so it needs to work. Just to touch on Lundstrom, obviously it's, it's not great to see any player get injured, but Lundstrom, if you remember during that game, got injured because of one of his horror passes. He gave mm-hmm. the ball away and we had to chase Ross County down and unfortunately got injured through that, but it just kind of, yeah, he played well on Wednesday, but 
unfortunately kind of sums Lunsum up this season. He's just got into a situation and ended up ended up injured through it. But um, yeah, I, I, at first happy with Tillman coming on, but it didn't it didn't really work, mate. No, Ali, I don't think it did really work, and I think obviously John Lundstrom, I'd never want a Rangers player to get injured, but and I hope it's nothing too serious. But I mean, a, a we rest out of the team for him. We all of us have been screaming for it for Lundstrom, and. Again, I, I'm not. I'm not. Trust me, I, people that are listening to this and watching this back, and I'm not being negative here because we are going to come on to much positive things. It's just we're analysing the game as we've seen it on on Saturday. In my opinion, I, I just disagree completely with the fact that Kamara has played two games recently, the best two games we've seen him play, and I don't know how long, and then he doesn't get a start on Saturday. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I. I... Personally, would have played Kamara. I, I thought he was outstanding on Wednesday. He was head and shoulders. It wasn't head and shoulders above everyone else in the park because everyone was good that night. But he was he was a shining light. I thought he was brilliant. To me, give him a run of the team, especially what's happening at the end of this month. We've got a big game at the end of the month, so we need to look to that game. I would have played him. Lundstrom. Uh, this probably might help him in the long run. <laughs> In a bizarre way of saying it, it looks like he's rolled his ankle or something. Interesting to see what's happened. If, if that's ligaments, if that's ligaments, he's out for for a while. I know that myself because I've done that same injury twice in my ankle. So, yeah, interesting to see what happens with, with Lundstrom going forward. But, yeah, I would have played Kamara as well. I, I did think, like Ryan, when, when Tillman came on, I was like, no, I'm, yeah, this is good. One set midfield or Tillman's coming on, an attacking player. But I agree with you. I think it upset the balance and... I said to use at half time and in the post match, Cantwell for me was was picking balls up off the centre halves and that, and it, it just looked like they didn't really know where to be. Some of the players that were getting on top of each other, and Cantwell's game isn't picking a ball up off a centre half. He needs to be further up the park for me. So it did upset the the rhythm of the team. I thought as well. Aye? Yeah, if he's if he's picking up the ball from the centre half, then you're you're missing out your deep line midfielder. It's going straight from him and missing out that line and going straight to Cantwell. I agree. I, I thought he was far too deep. Scotia, though, we will I will finish on the, the Ross County game as we speak about Cantwell. Um another impressive performance by him. Uh, and I think I do think, as I say, this is him only getting up to speed and I, I, I hate getting carried away with myself because every time I do, it usually comes back and hits me in the face. Matondo being the perfect example of that. But I'm really excited to see more of Cantwell. I think he looks like a like a baller. Yeah, well, the thing with Cantwell as well is you've now seen him for two and a bit games um, for us, really. Um, whereas with Matondo, you've only really seen that happen in a friendly game, but no, Cantwell, again, was impressive. I mean, one of the, not worries that I had, but it was just given the length of time that he hadn't played first-team football, obviously, with the World Cup breaking stuff, I was a wee bit concerned that him coming in, it might take him a couple of games to get up to speed, but it's he's got up to speed straight away, which is um, really good to see, really impressive. He was um, fairly unlucky um, with that shot that was just over the bar, or maybe even just clipped the top of the bar in the in the first half, but then he does brilliantly to kind of work it back for Tillman to get the get the first goal. Yeah, Cantwell's impressed me as soon as he's come in and he's he's going to be giving um, Beal a big headache because Sakala's not done much to get dropped. You can't really drop Kent. Um, and then obviously you've got Tillman there as well. So it'll be interesting to see what, how Beal, I mean, we have said this, how will Beal cope to fit all these players in? But no, Cantwell's been fairly impressive for me so far. 
especially with your man Hadji and Lawrence still to, to really come back to the team kind of full time. Um, to be fair, I think those those two players are longer term comebacks though, aren't they? I don't really expect, certainly not Lawrence and Hadji, it wouldn't be until later on in February, March time that I expect to see him getting up to speed, as it were, because he's been out with that injury though. Yeah, he's been out for a, a long time and we still don't actually have a date for when Lawrence is coming back, but that'll be like another football cliche alert. Uh, that'll be like another new signing and we may eventually get him back. Um, Ryan, we'll move on slightly from it. Now, I love winning games of football, mate. I love when my team win games of football. It's what it's all about for me. However, are we as a fan base right now getting too hung up on performances and not actually witnessing the the run that this team are on, or really giving credit the team for the run that they're on, because it's a pretty impressive record since Spiels came in. I mean, it's it's almost perfect. Or is the performance thing the stigma of being nine points behind? If that makes sense. I'm going to do something that I never usually do in this pod, if I ever have done it, and I'm going to sit in the fence with this one. And the reason why I'm doing that is because. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to it. I think it's easy as Rangers fan. I'm one of them. I'm sitting there going, this isn't good enough. It needs to be better. We need to be winning games with style against Ross Counties and teams lower down, and we need to be doing them because that shows our intent as title challengers. It shows that we are not pushovers. But then you get the, you'll get the side who are, look, Bills won every game apart from one against them, which we could have won. And we played decent at times. And looking back in that game, yeah, we could have won it. So it is all about winning games. It doesn't matter how you win them. I've seen what we've all seen Walter Smith win titles with playing playing pretty poorly. But caveat to that is we are playing poorly, and we're nine points behind them. I think a lot of fans are not enjoying that we're not seeing maybe signs of improvement or cutting the gap, but. Unstaunch points here, so there's a lot of credit has to go to that lot because they ain't dropping anything. That's simple yeah. as that. So, Bill's doing well, very well, and he's doing it, going about his business quietly, but there is a lot of work to be done with this team. I think there is, needs to be a shift in mentality with them because I think they are not ruthless enough. I think they are happy to play keep ball far too many times instead of breaking the lines and having a go. And I'm happy with Bill. I'm happy with the way things are going, but he needs to, to make big changes in the summer for us to be where I think we all want to be. So, yes, I'm getting splinters in my bum, mate, by sitting in this fence. Yeah, look, mate, I, can, I get it. Ali, we were... I was not a happy man at full time Saturday, I'm not going to lie. I just I didn't enjoy that second half at all. I thought we were really poor. The only real thing in the second half was Kent's shot um, and obviously Bonner's goal, but... That was it. There was very little else happening in that in that half. It was Rangers just in the autopilot mode and overplaying things. What's your opinion, mate? Are we getting too hung up on performance levels just now, or is there a valid argument in it? Um, I mean, the important thing is winning games, and is it is it the fact that we are frustrated that they are not dropping points when we are winning every pretty much every game? Probably, yeah. I mean, his record's fantastic. It should be 100%, if I've been honest yeah. about it. Uh, if somebody come in and told you his record before he came in says this is what we're going to be at at this point, regardless of what they've done, you would have grasped it and went, that's oh, fantastic. 
need to remember a lot of these players are still these the geo players, if you want to say, that we had at the beginning of the season that faltered so many times. He's is getting a tune out of several players, which you'll come on to in terms of who's coming getting a tune out of, but he's only brought Cantwell and uh Raskin, and Raskin. Yeah. as his his own men who haven't kicked a ball the two of them for a couple of months. So I, I'm not going to judge him until the summer, until he brings his own team in. He's got a pre-season with him, and we see what happens next season. But he's done fantastically well. I agree with Ryan. I, I don't look at the other side anymore. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, they're racing Johnson Sunday. You never know, but I, I'm the same same boat as Ryan. You, you need to... It's, it's, Hard to say because you don't like to say, but you need to give them credit. They're going out and they're doing teams. They are. Yeah, they are. Just, regardless of what we do, they ain't dropping points. Yeah, well, I know we've got two old firms coming up and you never know what will happen, but I just the way they're playing, that they're not dropping points. And that is credit to them, unfortunately. But we are, we are doing as much as we can do at the moment, and that's winning football matches. And that's all we need to do until the end of the season is win football matches. If the performances are there, brilliant. But I'm not going to judge it until the summer, until he's got his own team in and he works out who's staying and who's going in the summer as well. But it's a lot more positive than it was under Gio uh, at the beginning of the season when we had a lot of dodgy yes. results. So people need to remember where we were at that point. So, yes, I'm more than happy at the moment. But being greedy, as we all are, of course I would love a performance like Hearts every week. But that's football, unfortunately. Hearts set up attacking Wednesday night, which suited Rangers. A lot of teams don't do that against Rangers. You see them come at Highbrooks and they go to Parkhead as well and sit in a wee bit and it's hard to break down. We just struggle with these teams at times. But um, no, I'm uh, I'm positive moving forward with Beal and delighted so far with yeah, I well, so am I. Um, there's absolutely no doubt about it. I am. <clears throat> I don't think I, I even imagined myself, and I was. I think I built the the Beal train before I got on it and became captain of it. So I, I was. I was all for it, and yeah, the start's been the start's been great on on paper with the wins. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Scotia, can you give an answer to it? Are the fan base maybe forgetting? About winning, or the importance of winning, and getting too hung up on the the performance levels just now. No, I'm not really. I'm kind of with Ryan in this one, that, and what you said at the start is all this is dictated in where you are in the league, really, and we wouldn't be having this same conversation. You know, I, I think about back to the game at up at Petodre when Arfield scored those two goals late on. We, after that game, if we were sitting top of the tables, we'd be coming out going, "No, that's sign of champions, sign of champions." Whereas yeah, because you're behind, you, you don't say that. So I think right now we do need a performance to Kenny so that the fans have got something to pin their sort of hat on and go, no, we can look at this, this is how we can play, and we can do this. Because in general with Rangers, a really good a good performance by Rangers inevitably means that it's a win. Whereas it doesn't it's not quite the same the other way around. A good result for Rangers doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily mean we've played well. Look at the weekend, for example, in that one. So I do think we need that good performance for us as fans to kind of pin our hopes on that and say, no, we we can reach these levels. Because it, if you think think back to G, what happened under him, he came in, got a bounce out of the team, decent results, and then in Euro- the European performances maybe masked over an awful lot of that. So no, Ryan was starting to say, oh, you look at them in the league, 
the performance level started dropping off and dropping off. And I mean, Ryan was quite early saying about Gio not going like, I don't see what he's trying to do here. I don't see what he's trying to do. So I do think we had a performance level because Ali makes the point there that you could maybe call that Gio's team. There was one player in that starting lineup that was not signed under Bieland Gerrard and, and Ben Davies. So the team as well, you could argue that that team's still still a big fact, big chunk of that said Bill Gerrard team. So I think we need a couple of performances because it's some it's a running theme that we've had with the team saying that sometimes we don't trust their mentality. That I think we need a couple of decent performances to lift us up. Then and then, yeah, if we're where we are in the league, then the results become more important when you're in front. Yeah, Ryan. We, I agree with what you said earlier as well that, that we are not ruthless enough against teams, that's, that's for absolute sure I thought on Wednesday night Rangers were, I thought we were on it, I honestly thought, obviously it was helped by the way Hearts were playing football against us but I just thought Rangers were just, no matter what, Rangers were winning that game uh, and we just came out of traps, didn't give them a minute to breathe and I thought, I, I generally thought Rangers were terrific, by far the best we've seen under Bill, there's absolutely no doubt, um, there's absolutely no doubt about it but as I say, Scotia makes a point about the the team, and I was I, I agreed with Ali when he was saying it. He was like, "I wait to get his team," and I'm going, "Yeah, it's not his team." But then as I say, Scotia makes that comment, and he's he's right. There is a lot of these players that Bill knows has worked with, and probably would have him in his team. So the the biggest thing probably going forward, mate. And yes, we've we've questioned the mentality before, especially under Geo. The mentality of the team was so defeatist it was like if things are going wrong, we'll just not be able to re- react to it. But this team have and they've they've let us peer behind the mask that they they've kind of had on themselves. They've let us peer in. We've seen glimpses of it. Bill's hardest job right now is to make sure that is happening all the time. Discuss, mate. I think this was probably one of my fears of Bill Bill being the manager is because he's worked with these majority of these players and also brought them in as well. I think if you look at from a board's point of view, they probably hope that he can get performances out of Glenn Kamara, who wasn't playing well, Bonner Barras, that she wasn't playing well, Alfredo Morelos. We could name another couple, and I know we're going to. But I think that that was maybe my fear with that. What I also fear is that <clears throat> I don't think this is a new manager bounce. I think we're past that stage now. I think it's well past that. I think you can see what he's trying to do, and the players are passing the ball forward, which I've always criticised them for, playing the safe pass too much. So you can see what he's trying to do. But what I do worry, mate, is that we're back on the merry-go-round, that we're going round in circles again, and yes, it's nice winning games, and we are on a run, and it is, but to be the money fan and get off the fence, where were these players? Why were they not doing this under pressure when we were chasing the league title? And focal say in the comments when they watch this, we are still chasing the league title. That's fine, okay, but where were we when we were two points behind Celtic when we were every week just looked as if we were desperate to throw the league, league title away? And that's where I would challenge the mentality of these players. And that's where I hope Bill is having a real look at them in their eyes when they're coming off the pitch, when times are hard, when it was hard on Saturday. I hope he's looking at these players and going, do you know what? I'm having you, but you are one of the reasons why this club isn't where it should be. And hopefully that's what he's doing, his own assessment, which we all hoped Gio would do this time last year as well. And that didn't materialise. But I think I'm not going to get too ahead 
with how Rangers are playing, surprise, surprise, because I'm always glass half full. But I just think I'm cautious that the mentality is still a bit of a problem and it needs addressed. And whether that's funding or bringing in better quality players, but I just, I'm, I'm still not overly excited. I'll put it that way. Yeah, Ali, we've, I've kind of muddled things back a wee bit and we're probably on to the point of what improvements still need to be made within the team before we actually discuss what's, what we're happy with with what Bill's done. Would you go along with that? The Probably the biggest task that he has on his hands right now is not altering the, the mentality of the team to be, we are better than you, we were constantly going to be on you, we're going to go for you and we're going to we're going to steamroll over the top of teams. Because I, I genuinely believe if Rangers play the football that we know we can, we can play that fast football, we can play the forward passes, we can be brave on the ball, we can get in teams' faces, there's not really a team in this league that's going to be able to cope with us. No, we, we need to be more clinical. The thing that annoys me with Rangers is we, I've said it humpteen times, but we, we seem to go one, two up in a game and just motor back. And just cruise, about with it. yeah. And usually what happens is we go two up, we go, ah, the game's done, muck about with it, and then we ship a goal out of nowhere, and then it's panic stations for the last 10 minutes. We've seen that movie umpteen times. And I hate, you need to you need to look across the other side of the side, because they're our main challengers in this league. They go out and do teams. And they've always done that, but they go out and do teams. We don't seem to do that. Against Hearts was one of the first times I've actually looked at it and just went, no, they look in the mood. They look like they want to go and do a team here. They kept going, kept going. We sat and watched that game, Carney, and we were waiting for the lull. We were waiting for it to stop, and it didn't. And we were all well talked to each other after the game. And God, that was that was a ninety minute performance for Rangers. You don't mm-hmm. get that. That's what he needs to get going forward. And ninety, basically, that performance against Hearts, ninety minutes, and we need to go at teams. Don't let teams come at us. Go at teams and put them to bed. And we're just not ruthless enough. That's I still think we need a striker going forward as well, but we, we just we just lack that ruthless edge. But I look at players like Cantwell coming in. I think he's going to be very positive moving forward. We've not talked about the boy Raskin yet as well. I thought his 10-minute cameo, brilliant, exactly what I want to see. Um, so it's positive going forward, but for next season, aye, like Ryan says, he needs to look in the eyes of these guys and say, do you want to be here? Do I trust you? Because he needs to build a winning Rangers team. Yeah, we've won 55 a couple of years ago. We've won the Scottish Cup. We got to European final, which is brilliant. But they need to win trophies on a regular basis, this Rangers team. And he needs to build that with his team, with his players. So that's a challenge from next season. It's not going to be easy because you've gone up against, let's be honest, a Celtic team that are winning most trophies at the moment. And they have for God knows how many years. So it'll be difficult, but it's there for them. But... That's what we need to do. We need to become more ruthless and just take it to these teams because with how many points have we dropped on our own doing this season and last season as well? It's all, t- it's all the time. Um, so that that's that's the cause for me and that, that's what he needs to look at going forward. Yeah, Scotia, Bill, knowing the way he is and the way that he talks, the way he speaks to the media, I think he's... I think he'll be delighted the fact that it started the way it has. Um, he is still unbeaten as a Rangers manager. And he, he himself is probably just as confused about sometimes the way this team go, the, the Jekyll and Hyde that I mentioned at the start of the pod, because that's exactly what it is. It must be very frustrating for him. But again, 
I, I do think I believe in what he's what he's trying to do. I believe that the way he'll coach players will get the best out of the players. I'm just not a hundred percent sure with the players that we do have there if there is what's the I don't want to be over the top here, but they've not won as much as they should. And I that's gonna that's gonna wear heavy on some players more than others. Yeah, I mean, I've got a list of the kind of main squad here, and you look at it and you think, no, you should have won, like you say, far more over because some of them have been here for three, coming on four years now, and they've mm. got what two trophies, three, two even, trophies, even like Tavernier and Golden, you can fling into that as well, mate. They should have won more. Oh no, definitely, definitely. Um, I can hear already hear people in the comments going, "Oh, imagine we get Beal in that couple of weeks before the what we broke for the World Cup," because it was those yeah. kind of it was those three results that kind of derailed the season in terms of the league, really, wasn't it? But it was one of these ones that was always inevitable. But yeah, so what was your question? Sorry, I didn't really um, get what you were. I don't even know what was me. my question. What was I talking? What was I talking about? Um, oh, just that the as as it. Bill can, I believe, Bill can get the best out of players by coaching them. But is this is there too much build up of losing or not winning as much as they should have in some players? And is there probably a bigger rebuild here than we think? In terms, right? See, in terms of a rebuild, I've seen people float out the idea of, well, we need to get about eight, nine different players in in the in the next transfer window, which I do get in terms of a refreshment of the squad. But I sit and look at the team and I'm like, right, who are those eight or nine players that you're you're going to be shipping out the door? Who are the eight or nine that you're going to bring in with all, all with maintaining your budget and things like that? So I think in terms of a rebuild, yes, we'll see. We will see a bit of freshness coming in, I would imagine, in the summer. But um, I look at the players there and we speak about them all every week and I can see that they can go on and do it. It's this is where Beale's coaching needs to come to the fore, really, for me. That he needs to be able to needs to be able to get it out of them. And we're seeing, maybe potentially seeing small signs of that starting under Beale. But yeah, it comes back to your question. The, the whole team, as it is, hasn't won enough over the last couple of years, and Beale really needs to. These two cups coming up, the ideal opportunity for him to kind of prove that. Yeah, I think that's a perfect scenario for every Rangers fan this season is the fact that we walk away with these two cups. Ryan, we'll move on to more and more upbeat things. I don't mean to sound like we've been negative. I don't mean it like that. I think we're just trying to kind of dig a little deeper into what we're seeing and what we think the problems may be for Bill going forward. But the things that Bill has improved, um, I think the two signings off the top of my head, mate, are definitely two signings that if he is anything, if he's had a say in them, which he says he, he has had a say in, then I'm very impressed with the two that he's decided to bring in because we've seen Raskin for 10 minutes and immediately I was like, I, I, I know exactly why you've been brought here. And he was a player I was extremely excited about. In terms of everything else, mate, that we have, um, we've seen under Bill, what's impressed you the mo- most and what do you think is the biggest improvement that's been made? I think the, po- the positives outweigh the negatives heavily. Definitely. I think you can yeah. see that even with the existing players that, that I've already listed off. I think um, Cantwell, for me, I said it when he signed, I didn't want to get excited, but I've got a good feeling about him because... It's probably scarf tissue with Ramsey, but I just I like the look of him. I do like the look of him. You can see 
whether or not this is his game. I remember watching him a couple of years ago with Norwich when he was really good, but I've not seen him since, if I'm being honest. But you can see what he's been told to do in this team. He ain't interested in that square ball. If he can play the play the ball through the channel or through into the into the forwards or somebody running on to the um, spaces in the pitch, then he'll do it. He, he constantly does that. If you just look at me highlights of him, he's constantly trying to pass the ball forward. I think that'll be something Bill's identified. I think a guy in a building site would be able to identify that's required with this Rangers team. And no offence to him, that it works in a building site. I used to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Raskin, yes. He, he, was, he, he lost the ball right in front of me as soon as he came on and he went and won it back straight away. Took somebody on, ran forward with the ball, passed the ball forward. And I thought, geez, you'll never last here. <laughs> you'll never last. If you're trying to play football and you've got desire, then <laughs> nah, you're not for us. He looks... <laughs> Yeah, it was 10, 15 minutes, whatever it was, but he looks tasty. He just looks hungry for the ball. And unfortunately, mate, that sticks out in this team. I hate saying that, but it does. He just looked so ready. I know it's his debut, but he just looked so up for it. And yeah, smaller app, please. He can start whenever he wants. But just to touch on it again, Beal has brought the best out in players who weren't performing. And that's a criticism on those players. They've not, they shouldn't, putting that shirt on should be enough to get yourself up for it to put a performance and you shouldn't need somebody to put your arm around you and go come on you're a good footballer but Glenn Kamara Alfredo Morelos who turned up on Wednesday for the first time in a season in my opinion yeah. Borna Barisic has been playing well um, and there'll be another couple that I've not mentioned the Ryan Kent I mean I'll be honest I've U-turned with Ryan Kent mate I really have I've, I'm, if we can get a contract I want him to sign it because I can see a different guy he's creating things and he's, he's, he's unlucky at times as well. I, I genuinely feel as if he's just totally changed his game about. So the positives, they totally outweigh the negatives for me. I can, I'm, I'm quite excited what Bill's done with the team. But yeah, it's more of that, please. More of that. And the signings are, are definitely the quality and the level of signings we'll want to see. Yeah, Ali, I think the, one of the biggest things I'm most impressed with is the free role, the hybrid player, this new word that I'm figuring out in football, the hybrid 10, the hybrid 8, whatever it's going to be, but it's the freedom that it looks like the players have. And there is no doubt the change have been took right off Ryan Kent and he can literally do he can literally do what he wants. Um, I think that's the biggest praise I can give Bill just now is he is letting the players play their game, especially attackingly. Yeah, no, I said that a while ago that the Geo team to me was more more rigid and told to kind of stick within their positions. You've seen Ryan Kent, he was kind of told to hug a touchline quite a lot of the time, but now he's he's off the leash, Ryan Kent. As I say, look at his heat map, Ryan Kent, he's everywhere, he's all over the park, he's picking balls up for seven and a half, he's, he's all over the park, left to right. You've seen him at the weekend playing in the middle of the park, he's just... He can't, he couldn't man mark Ryan Kent because he's just everywhere. Um, I'm the same as Ryan. I said months ago, I would let him and um, Alfie go in the summer with our contracts. But the way he's playing at the moment, Ryan Kent, we couldn't replace him. Or, or to sign somebody with a big, big box to replace him, he's too good. He's at a good age, Ryan Kent. If we could get him in a contract tied down, I'd tie him down definitely. Elos. I'd still let my else go. But Ryan Kent, for me, is a must. Because if you, t- if you take Ryan Kent out of our team, Carney, you're looking about going, there's no much there. 
I know you've got young Tillman there. Cantwell, I think it will be a baller. He, is. he looks decent. He's more up to speed than I thought he would be, as Scotia said. Another positive, as, as you were talking about, there's the boy Raskin coming on. I thought he was, as Ryan was saying, he stood out like a sore thumb in that middle of the park. And it's scary to say that. He's moving the ball about, demanding the ball, driving with a ball, everything we're screaming out for for years in that Rangers midfield. And the boy looks like he's got it. I think Scotia said he looked like a a Barry Ferguson type at the weekend. And he did. He, he just demanded the ball instantly. And I was, me and Scotia were watching the boy and I'm like, Christ, this, is, this boy looks an absolute player. I know it's 10 minutes against a Ross County team. Let's not get too carried away. But when you look at our midfield and it's so slow and pedestrian at times and you see a boy like that come into it, I, I got excited about him. I didn't know much about him, I'll be honest. But the, the 10 minutes I've seen, I thought that's a positive. And we've identified him as well. So the two signings for me are a huge positive with Beal. The way he wants to play football moving forward. Quicker attacking football, which is what we want as fans. We don't want this slow pedestrian football. So, yeah, that's um, for next season. I just want next season to appear there. I know, <laughs> I, I know. Play for everything. We're still technically in the league. But I think a lot of us are looking to next season when he builds this team. But at the same time, I think Ryan's alluded to it. It's got a bit of the, the cliche about it when he came in. He's got the two cups to play for. And they are, they are, they are big for us this season. If he can win the yeah. two cups and close that gap in the league, that's a major success for him. That would be the ultimate success, I think, for any Rangers fan. Um, I think if we can we can close a gap and win the two cups, I think Bill couldn't have asked for a better start to his career considering the well, we were, uh, where the where the morale was as well, um, when when he came in. Scotia, your your thoughts on the improvements that you've seen under Bill? Yeah, I think I'm always cautious with stuff like this because we're getting into the Kenny post hoc ergo proctor hoc Kenny categorisation <laughs> things. I just wanted to say that to see if Ali got a confused look in his face or not. But it's, it's you know. <laughs> And I've also saw, obviously, listeners will see that I've been watching some West Wing as well recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, it's always difficult. Like, is Beal coming in? Is it the reason for all the changes? I don't think he's the reason for all the changes and improvements we've seen over the last period of time. But I do think he has been important for some of them. And the one one of the ones that you mentioned there is team spirit. I think the team spirit's definitely improved. But although Ryan alluded to this as well, is the players, yes, I can understand they're human beings and it's natural that this happens. But you would, you would like, to, as a football fan, you would like to think that that doesn't happen to them, that they they can get into that state where they needed need a wee bit G'd up. But obviously it does happen, but that's one of the first things because obviously the couple of the results that we've had in the second halves coming out after games going behind, I don't. I think we would all be sitting here saying a Geo team, we wouldn't have seen that. I think I was looking back through the comments from our post-match video at the weekend there, I think someone had put in the comments as well. Sorry, I can't remember who it was. But it said if that was Ross County, or if that was under Geo, when Ross County equalised, we wouldn't come out winning that. Um, so that's definitely a big improvement that I think you can definitely nail that onto the mast with um, for, with Beal for. Um, and then I mentioned it on Friday night as well, the fitness. The fitness levels seem to be starting definitely. to get there now, which maybe wasn't hugely evident on at the weekend there because it turned into that type of game but they've I've certainly noticed that the fitness levels have been improving yeah absolutely no doubt and I meant to say as we were talking about Raskin fix your socks son 
fix your socks. I think he you seen it on social media, he got pretty slated for it because <laughs> when he came on, I was like, why do you white socks on? I was like, something to get him told, that's not acceptable. But uh, if he's going to play out his skin, he can wear whatever colour socks he wants, as long as they're not green. Um, Ryan, to finish up, what I'll do is... Who's been a most improved player? And if you can pick one, who's been the most disappointing player since Michael Beals took over? Most improved is probably a toss-up. He's might be shocked here. It's probably a toss-up between Borna and Ryan Kent. And I'll be honest, I can always take I can always take it in the chin. I'll go with Ryan Kent since he's got a good first name. Is 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 the moth standing beside you with a gun to your head, mate? Is he actually standing? No, he is not standing beside me, and he is a great person. Um, I th- I'm, I'm being honest. I think Bolin Barris has definitely upped his game. I think he's shown what he can do. He, he just seems to have a different mentality, and that that is Bill. But Bolin has always been that. He's a, he's very good at talking press conferences and what he's going to do and what the mentality is at Rangers, but. Sometimes on the pitch, you're like, you're the softest player I've ever seen in my life. So he obviously needs a manager to put the arm around him and, and kind of guide him. And, but he's played well. There's no taking away from him. And he deserves a bit of praise. But Ryan Kent, for me, is a different player. I was, like I said, I've U-turned on him. I put my hands up and I was the same as Ali. Let him go whenever he wants. It's just not worked for us anymore this season with Ryan Kent. We need to let him go. But now nah, I've U-turned on that. His, the role he's been given... Looks someone looks like someone who's enjoying his football again. Doesn't look that frustrated figure where I think under Gio he was clearly told to hit the byline and cross it in. I don't think that's Ryan Kent's game. I think he likes to run into the middle of the pitch. I think he needs to float sometimes. I think he needs to come from deep. So he's the most improved player without a doubt. I think there's only one player I can give this to is Tavernier in terms of, of who's struggling. I don't want to use the word shocking. His performances have been... I'm go- I'm- what I will say is I think we've seen the best of James Tavernier. I've not heard anyone else say that yet. I just don't see where he goes now. It- it- he's still stepping up and taking these penalties and kudos to him for doing that because it takes Bottom to do that. He's been abs- I-, I picked him this season for player of the year, mate, and how wrong was I with that one? Uh, I think he's been really, really, really poor. That's all I'll say. There's a... There's a- there's a podcast in James Tavernier, mate, I think. Uh, I don't think there's really any doubt. Right, uh, Ryan, Ali, you're most improved and who's your, your most disappointing since Bills came in? I was quite happy to see to see the, hear Ryan say about Borna there. That Same, actually. That's why it's I good to It's good we've got that on camera and everything <laughs> too. So. <laughs> the moth is there. Yeah. The moth Oh, there's a lot. Ryan Kent's the obvious one. He's the real. I mean, he is. He's what he's got. Ryan Kent's unbelievable. Bonnet Barisic. I mean, Scotia were talking to Barisic the other day, and I mean, Scotia said he's up there for player of the season. I know Ryan's maybe not that far up with him, but in terms he is of his up, stats, though, he's a he right up there. Yeah, he is. But oh, I'll pick somebody slightly left field because he's not played a lot of games under Beale. But what I've seen the last couple of games under him, he's a guy that I've seen. Under Beal previously, Kamara for me, um, Glenn Kamara um, under Geo and this season looked like a guy that just did not want to be here. I said his two pals in Aribo and Bassi had disappeared. They just his days looked numbered. The Ibrox really Kamara, 
in the last couple of games he's come in, I thought he's, I've given him a match the last two games, obviously not the game of the weekend because he didn't really come on for long, but I thought he was brilliant. And he's got, what, two years left in his contract, Kamara, two and a bit years left in his contract. I don't know what we do with him next season, but see when he plays the way he played against Hearts, Carney. What a Rolls Royce he, player. He's he was sensational. Unplayable at times. And I think Beal's one of the only guys that can get that out of Kamara because Gio couldn't. He just looked like a guy didn't want to be here. So for me, Kamara, and going forward, I think Glenn Kamara could have a big say, especially in the two cups going forward, just the way he plays. And you look at the cups, we've we'll, we'll Celtic in the, the League Cup final. And with a potential of if we get to the final of Scottish Cup, we'll probably meet them again. Let's be honest about it. The way they play, I think Glenn Kamara set up to play against them. So I think Glenn Kamara going forward. Disappointment. I'd love to say Matondo, but Matondo's not had a chance, so I'm not going to say that. So <laughs> um disappointment. John Lundstrom. I thought he might get something out of John Lundstrom, but as Ryan said, John Lundstrom's season just went. The bad to us at the weekend there when he got injured. He's not kickstart at all under um, under Beal. Yes, I thought he played well against Hearts, but the whole team played well against Hearts. But mm. Lundstrom, for me, laboured in the ball, passing slow. He gives up too many balls away. He, he slows our team down too many times. And for a Beal team going forward, I said Beal likes him. And I think Ryan sort of said, no, I for a Beal, what, how Beal wants to play, you can't see Lundstrom fitting in that team and kind of coming round to it now. I'm, I can, when I seen Raskin at the weekend, I thought, no, that's the type of player he wants. And I look at Lundstrom and he just he just labours in a ball too much for me. So he's a guy, and I thought he was fantastic during that Europa League run last season in the last four months or whatever it was, but he's a guy that hasn't kicked on under Beal at all for me. So he's my biggest disappointment. Yeah, I, I I get the argument with Tav, but I do, Ryan, but mine's has to be Lundstrom as well, because I just don't think there's really been a reaction there. If he's injured, then he's got a problem. Get it fixed. Do you know what I mean? Get it fixed. Get him ready for next season if needs be, because I think I picked, I'm pretty sure I picked Lundstrom to be my player of the year this so season. Again, how, how, how wrong How wrong was I? You might as well give up this game, by the way. Yeah, I know. We're not very good at this podcasting game. Uh, before I give my most improved, which is again a wee bit left field, Scotia, who's your most improved and your, your most disappointed since we came in? Yeah, for most improved, I think it's, to, to me, it's fairly obvious that it's got to be Ryan Kent because he's the one person that I could point to and say that, no, it's all pretty much all because of Beal coming in that he's playing that way because of the way that Beal's changed things. For me, the other players that would get mentioned and maybe other ones that you might come on to, some of that's I think maybe the injuries earlier in the season that they were playing within themselves a wee bit. Yes, Beal's helped them a wee bit, but I think there's other contributing factors behind it. So for me, Kent's the Kenny. The pick out one in terms of no, Beal's definitely got a tune out of him automatically. Least disappointing. I can't disagree. Most with disappointing. Not least, um, not least disappointing. Exactly. It's the same player, is it not? <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I can't disagree with, with Tav or Lundstrom, probably. But again, this isn't something they, would you expect be able to get something out of them? I don't know, because they've just been really poor all season, haven't they? So, don't know. I'm going to play a wee bit of devil's advocate here. And I, I don't really like doing it because it's a bit speculative. We've not had enough chance to think about it. But I think, see, if you've asked this question come the end of the season, 
do you reckon Cholak would be in about that conversation? Me and Harry had the conversation the weekend about him. I, I oh, think okay. he's, yeah. I think it's a different podcast, Coach, but I know where you're going. Yeah, Arsh, that's Arsh, Arsh, we had the conversation. Yeah. We had the conversation, Carney, at the weekend. Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't. Again, it's as it's harsh. It's yeah, speculative, isn't it? Yeah, it's speculative because he has been injured. I do get that, but uh, yeah, it's a weird one. That it's a weird one. Let's let's give that another month or so, and then we'll come back and address <laughs> that one. I think um, my most improved is Ryan Kent. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, but one I just want to throw in there because. Um, I like to admit when I'm wrong, uh, and I was I was questioning whether we should sign Tillman when he was under Geo, but I think since Bill came in, Tillman's just hit another level. I really do. Uh, I think Bill's going to take a bit of credit for that because he's now asking him to do the job that he's there to do. He doesn't have to do the unnecessary tracking back that he blatantly doesn't want to do, but that's the type of player that he is. He is that moments player in a game. And he's he's coming up with moments more and more often now um, under Bill. So uh, as I say, I remember sitting questioning whether we should give him more, give it more time. Let me reassess it now, uh, reassess it later in the season. But as I say, we we've still got a fair chunk to go in this season, and I would do anything. Rangers should do. I believe Rangers should do anything they should to sign Tillman and keep him at the club because I think he. I just see him going from strength to strength. I really do. So uh, yeah, I would say he's very close to being most improved. And yeah. The disappointment ones are there for everybody to see. Um, no doubt in the comments, I'd imagine probably McGregor and McLaughlin have got flung under that bus as well, I would imagine. Uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, something that's like a bit different tonight, but something that I, I wanted to do with the lads now that we've we've had a fair bit of time to see um, Bill, and since we don't actually have, we've got another podcast before we preview the game, so it was nice to do something a little bit different. So please do let us know in the comments what you made of us tonight, what you thought, what your thoughts are against, uh, what, what what we've had to say tonight. I'm really interested to see, and I'm sure a few of us will be bouncing about the comments getting involved. So for tonight, Alistair, thank you very much, mate. No problem. Look forward to, to Friday to, to preview Patrick Thistle at Ibrooks. Interesting team selections coming up. That'll be... Well, I think he'll play a fairly strong team against that. Mm. I, I think he will. So it'll be interesting to see our team's for that, but no, I'm looking forward to being in that one. Yeah, Scotia, cheers, man. Yeah, cheers, Connie. Cheers, guys. Cheers, listeners. And Ryan, hosting duties on Friday? Could you swap shifts with Scotia? Is this right? Done a shift swap. Yeah, Scotia. Can't remember that Manscaped, Ryan? I remember the Manscaped. I'll do the Manscaped. <laughs> Um, and the right, the right place as well, mate. Not at the end. Sorry, I don't think they know. <laughs> Sorry, whatever that one. Uh, I think we might get away with it, but yeah, I'll set an alarm for halfway through. So if you hear a noise halfway through the podcast, it's my alarm <laughs> telling me to do the manscaped or folk jump in and remind me, whatever I'm not overly precious with. I uh, thanks, mate. Enjoyed it. Um, been interested to see the comments on this one. Uh, as I always say, it is okay to have different opinions. Always okay to have different opinions. Uh, as always, please do like the videos. Please do subscribe to the channel. That would be great. And if you do listen to us, uh, whatever you do, if you could drop us a wee five-star rating, if it would allow you to do so, then that would be very much appreciated. We will be back on Friday with Club Live as we look forward to the game against Partick Thistle. So until the end of the week, enjoy the rest of your week. We have been Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>